Which Cubs player ranks the best at their position amongst the NL Central teams? Find out next. Locked on Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alongside Sam Olber, I'm Matt Cozy, and you're tuned in to Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Please support the show and be a part of the Locked On Cubs community by following and subscribing on all audio platforms. And you can watch, subscribe, and leave a comment on YouTube. Thanks so much for making us your first listen. Sam and I are lifelong fans, taking our passion into discussion with you on all things Cubs. Whenever and wherever you may be listening, we're so thankful that you have joined us for this Wednesday episode as we are eight days away from opening day on March 30th. As we continue to build this runway to the first day of the 2023 MLB season, there's of course many topics we are covering. And one of those today is where Cubs players rank amongst the NL Central teams position by position. So, Sam, we're going to break down where all five teams stack up. Uh, I think there's a few spots that are locked in that we could pretty much move on from that in terms of Cubs connections. But I do think there's a few spots uh, up in the air. So we're going to get into this. Uh, We're going to start with left field. Because right now, according to fan graphs and also my, my quick uh, Google machine search before the show, uh, the Pirates are going to use Brian Reynolds a lot in left field this year. Uh, so that eliminates the left field conversation. Uh, you have Yelich and Newt Bar out there anyways, along with Hap. So, you know, actually, where, where do you think Hap ranks, Sam, amongst Yelich, Newt Bar, and Reynolds? Behind Reynolds. Okay, so two. Yep. Uh, the other positions I just want to check off here. He's better than Yelich, who's a cheater, by the way. Okay. Uh, Arenado at third, Goldschmidt at first, and one of the Contreras's at catcher. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then we have center fielder, uh, center field, okay, Bellinger and Tyler O'Neill. And, and, that you you've eliminated those are the top two yeah tyler o'neill plays center now yeah oh i thought he was a left field so we have that position we could discuss right field suzuki versus dylan carlson shortstop swanson adamas and at uh, edmund and second mm. base horner and donovan Okay. Yeah, I think i think there's a lot there i think horner and donovan are very similar players yeah uh, I think Horner is going to be better defensively. Uh, so I think he will be the best second baseman in the division. Remember, Colton Wong is now out of the division. Right. He is one of the great defensive second basemen of the last, you know, five plus years. So I think Horner stars there. I th- I'm a big Tommy Edmond fan. Uh, I, th- okay. I, I think he's tremendous. So I'm not going to just say, hey, the, the, the $177 million guy is better than Tommy Edmond. But if the Cubs are going to flirt with winning this thing, then he's going to have to be. 
Uh, Adamas is also good. That's a strong threesome right strong there. Strong group, yeah. Yeah, uh, I like all three of those guys. And and you know what I really like about all three of those guys, Swanson, Adamas, and uh, Edmund, is that in their own separate ways, they all have really winning qualities. Like Adamas really influences winning for the Brewers. Remember when they made that trade um, early a couple years ago? Um, and he came in and just completely yes. changed their their everything. And I think Swanson's like that. And Edmund is just a winner. I think Edmund and Horner were teammates, weren't they, in college? Is that right? At Stanford? I think maybe. maybe that I'm sounds wrong. right. Oh, yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Um, or there might be an Edmund magical connection. Yeah, I don't know. There, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll hit the Google machine when you when you start speaking. But um, in 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 uh, right field, who'd you say Carl Suzuki's a better player than Dylan Carlson? There's no better option. Well, we haven't even yeah. mentioned any. How about wait? How about O'Neill Cruz? Oh yeah, O'Neill Cruz in the shortstop mix. Yeah, I mean O'Neill Cruz is a heck of a player, and I would say I apologize. Yeah, o- O'Neill Cruz. I would say. I mean. I still would put him behind Edmund and Swanson okay. f- for the course of 162, but his ceiling is is three times as high as those guys. The Pirates have a lot of guys that I think are are pretty good. Um, I do too. Like Nolan Arenado, you said obviously and and correctly so is a check mark at third base. But Key Brian Hayes eventually will win a Gold Glove at third base. He's, He's tremendous, impressive. Um, so you know Reynolds. Uh, uh, Cruz, Hayes, uh, you know, they got that Chicago kid that plays outfield. That's pretty good. Sawinski, yep. Yeah. And then they got, uh, you know, Contreras is a good pitcher. Um, you know, they picked up some, some, they're not bad. So right. In terms of the Cubs, if there's no better right fielder than Dylan Carlson, then Suzuki is the best right fielder in the division. Well, fan graphs right now for the, for the team up North has former Marlon, Brian Anderson starting. Yeah, well, fan, you know, fan graphs is weird, but, but but Brian Anderson was a pickup for but them. But it's the depth chart, the roster resources function, so it's pretty, it's usually accurate. Um, yeah, yeah, no, uh, there's no comparison between Suzuki and that guy, uh, right? So you know, and, and that's and by the way, shout out to Suzuki because every day I'm starting to see more and more positive reports, more and more. So maybe maybe he will come back a little bit earlier. Than anticipated, but yeah, as we expected, position player wise, Swanson, Horner, Hap, Suzuki are in the top two or three in their respective categories. The center field, like I look at Brian Reynolds as a center fielder. So um, do I. I thought I I do too. Yeah, Bellinger is not one. If if Bellinger is the best center fielder in this division, then there's that. Then this division needs to look in the mirror. Sure, Um, but he's league average. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I think I I don't want to give the edge to Dylan Carlson and Wright. Um, you know what's what's his availability been like? I I'm I'm not up to speed on that per se, but I'm just I am just a little discouraged about Saya right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I would give probably the edge. I think shortstop is by far the closest race. Yeah, and so I would say. At this point, speaking to you on on, on March twenty second, um, you know, for this Wednesday episode, I would say that Nico Horner is really the one Cubs player who does clearly rank the best at his spot. I'm going to have to disagree. Um, first of all, Horner and Edmund are um, our teammates. I was right. I think I think you're either. You're either just really down on Suzuki, you're not realizing how mediocre of a hitter Carlson Dylan Carlson is. is. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, Dylan Carlson last year, I just pulled up the splits. He batted 236 with a 316 on base and, and a 695 OPS. Uh, right. if, if Suzuki's putting up those numbers, right. you know, you could host with Kaz or something like that. Right, or, or, or Matthew Politis. <laughs> yeah, or Politis or, yeah, or, yeah. or Nick or, or your dad or, <laughs> or anybody else because the, he, he's a better player. I, I don't know, you know, Fangrass forgot, you know, somebody in right. You know, it's another interesting guy at second base that I like Jonathan India. That's true. Yeah, he's he's uh, very serviceable over there. He he's gotten off to some hot starts in his career. Yeah, um, especially when he originally debuted for the for the Red Legs. But mm-hmm. yeah, I I do respect um, you know the competition, especially up the middle in this division. Um, Brandon Donovan looks like he's going to plant his flag more at second, if not pretty much full time. Uh, but, but, but in my, in my heart of hearts in my, in my baseball brain, I'm, I am going to go with Horner there. Can I ask you a um, question? Yeah. Takeaway bias right now. It's a great question for the, for the listeners too. Please would comment tra- below. Would you trade Nico Horner for Jonathan India right now? Wow. Now, now let me just, let me just, cause I know, I know sometimes I think we get wrapped up in our Cubs bubble. Okay. Jonathan India, rookie of the year at 24 years old, had uh, slash 270, 376, 459, and played 150 games. Nico Horner's never had a season that great. Uh, um, and then last year, really regressed, uh, injury plagued season. Just food for thought. I don't know what the answer is. Probably no for me. Um, but, but just food for thought. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting. That's a great question. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I think that when you do rank the positions, even if you, if you tear out the roster, yes, I get it. The Cardinals have more of like a tier one, tier two players. Um, but the team up north in the Cubs, I, I just doing this exercise in the last hour or so, I don't I, I would I would give a lot of edges to the Northsiders. Right. And and to your point. If we're and I know we're not, so I'm not going to go but down. That's this position road. players, yeah. not pitching. You no, know, no, but but no, but that, that's your point. So that's what I'm going to say. If you do pitchers, I don't think the Cardinals, unless you really want to say Wayne Wright's up there, which I don't think he is. They don't have a top five pitcher in this division. Wow. Uh, 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 uh Burns. Where did Flaherty go? Uh, you know, he he hurt himself getting off a bus. Wow. Uh, Burns, Woodruff, Peralta, Hunter Green. It is Lodolo. I, I think he might take a, a huge step forward. Um, you know, Strowman. We'll see. You know, I, I, you know th- right. They, they, the Brewers have much, excuse me, the team up north has much better pitching than St. Lou. Absolutely. So good conversation there. Not Michaelis. <laughs> that guy got lucky last year. Yeah. It's not that good. Coming up next, we're going to get into some possible. Rules changes, modifications uh, is what uh, we're, we're, we're calling it, I suppose, and find out what that is coming up next. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And March Madness returns this weekend. You can bet on everything from the money line to the point 
scoring leader to threes drained, and a whole lot more. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of this very program at Lockdown Cubs. Welcome back into Lockdown Cubs. Thanks so much for making us your first listen every day. We currently have a promo going on to win a Cubs jersey. In order to win that, you need to follow the show on Apple Podcast and leave a five-star written review. So make sure to be following the show on there. Scroll down to ratings and reviews on our page. Click write a review. Give the show five stars. Make a brief title. And in that review box, write something about the show and send that off to Apple and you'll be eligible to win. That is going on between now and March 30th. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred said Tuesday, the league will announce in the coming days, quote, a series of clarifications, close quote, to the new pitch clock rule. The adjustments aren't expected to constitute rule changes It will largely involve tweaks to when the pitch clock will begin based on specific in-game occurrences, part of which has been expressed by players through the MLBPA. Manfred said, on one hand, we are prepared to make adjustments based on input. On the other hand, we want to give it a chance and see how it plays out exactly over a period of adjustment in some regular season games before we make any significant alterations, close quote. Do have some stats here for you, Sam. After the first week of the pitch clock in spring training, there was an average of two violations. And at the end of this past week, the average was just above one. So I thought we were above board here. I was honestly starting to warm up to this thing. Um, I think baseball admittedly has been pace of play wise slower um, I think that is something that we can agree on, but, uh, you know, wasn't a huge fan of putting a clock in the corner uh, with a sport that's never had one. Uh, but we've seen a lot of good things come out of it. Not sure what the future holds for this in the next day or two. My guess would be with nobody on base, the clock is going to go from 15 to 20 seconds. And then with somebody on base, it's going to go from 20 25 how much that actually does and all this unnecessary headlines now probably not worth it in my mind um i'm not necessarily a rob manfred uh hater um you know i'm not exactly in the team photo of his supporters but um i think he's done some good things i guess i'm just a little confused uh why he's giving into maybe a little bit of feedback from the players yeah, and it's a really big deal—not really big, but it's 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 a it's a it's a not a small deal for the Cubs because I think the Cubs really built their team around these rules, and so you know I right. think and, and obviously it's a subtle change like you mentioned, but I I'd like to you know I don't think it's fair. And I to, am speculating though. I don't yeah, know if they're I, just going to plus five it, but they might. I don't think it's fair you know, to, to do that right before the season starts after all the moves have been made, because who knows, maybe that's why the, you know, that, that was the primary reason the Cubs signed to Drew Smiley signed to Tyone. I don't know. 
Uh, but I thought the Cubs, I said this on the show, had a really nice advantage with the pitch clock because they have so many starters that work super quick. So hopefully it doesn't change too much. I'm tired of talking about it, like not on the show. I just mean in general. We haven't done much of it. Yet. No, no, no. I just mean in general. Like right. I, I'm tired of hearing it. Like I, I just want to watch baseball. Every and, show, every broadcast does it. I, I was very turned off by that. No, and I would like to talk more about, you know, fun stuff. Like Jamison Tyone right now is eight strikeouts through four innings. Whoa. Yeah. So it's nice to see him. Him missing some BATS, but uh, but but change but changing the rules again. The last spring training game is Monday or Tuesday. This is kind of a joke. No, I don't know. You probably it's probably a players thing. I just think I think the Cubs were in a nice position with this pitch clock because guys like Stroman, we we've talked about it, so I don't have to say it again. Yeah, they work quick. Yeah, so hopefully it stays like that because you know that's going to make other teams, you know, especially you know the broad stoppers up there. Uh, have to adjust things because, you know, Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns are slower workers. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we'll see. I'm not going to read too much into it. I'm just ready for opening day. Um, that that's where I'm at with this. And, you know, I'll worry about it then. I just want to beat, beat Milwaukee on opening day and, and go from there. Christopher Morrell with a long home run. Uh, uh, in, in this ball game. And so that's nice to see. And uh, your buddy, Eric Hosmer with an RBI hat continues to get on base at a really rapid uh, high rate. Coming up next, we do get into some real baseball that's been going on on the international level for the last couple of weeks. And it uh, ended on Tuesday with the final in the world baseball classic. We're going to uh, reveal some overall thoughts about that coming up next today's episode is also brought to you by ultimate baseball gm ever dreamed of becoming an mlb gm and managing your professional baseball franchise well your dream could come true with ultimate baseball gm you're responsible for hiring the right coaches and staff scouting and drafting players and navigating your franchise through the ups and downs of free agency and the season as a whole This is all in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free, playable offline, playable on the go, as you want and when you want to. Locked on Cubs listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On in the game store, so make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up in the Apple and Google Play stores. ProBaseballGM.com to start your dynasty today with the Ultimate Baseball GM app. Welcome back to Locked On Cubs. We wrap up a Wednesday episode discussing some World Baseball Classic. Yeah, a lot going on right now. The Final Four was outstanding, and it culminated with a USA versus Japan Final which is what I think we wanted. I think it's the best thing for the game. And as we record for the sake of transparency, uh, this game is entering the ninth inning. And Shohei Otani is coming in. That's awesome. And and guess who's due up third for the American? This is wild. So we're, we're uh, wow, that's awesome. Wait, you, you didn't answer the, my question. Trout. Trout, yes. Otani versus Trout. Darvish pitched Relief in the eighth, Kyle Schwarber went yak sauce. And Kyle Schwarber's now hit a home, is still up one. Kyle Schwarber's now hit a home run 
in every single important game. Oh, it's ridiculous. That he's ever played in. The AL Division Series, the NL Division Series, the AL Wild Card Game, the NL Wild Card Game, the, the, the World Series, and, and, and the, 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 the WBC and the AL. I mean, it's unbelievable. What a clutch performer. It's crazy. It's crazy how, how good he is. But uh, overall, real quick, Matt, before we wrap up, because I want to watch Shohei pitch here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Let's do that. WBC, good or bad for the sport? Well, I think it gave baseball a great jolt. It was uh, wholeheartedly good. Agree. A jolt of enthusiasm for baseball, interest in the game. Agree. It's a great red carpet to the 2023 it's season. Phenomenal. It way starts to next it. week. Fun, you know what? And can MLB actually keep this momentum for crying out loud? And and I'm going to give the people what they want and not even respond to that. Okay. Because it's just perfectly set. And and could please someone have some awareness and put the Angels on more nationally, especially early in the year. A red carpet to the MLB season. You're like Edgar Allan Poe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, boy. He was a, he, wasn't he like a writer or something? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Thursday episode is going to be our last for this week before we kick it in high gear. Back to five episodes uh, next week. So please stay tuned for our Thursday show. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for Lockdown Cubs on YouTube. Smash the like button on all your favorite Lockdown Cubs content, Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, and wherever you get your pods on the audio side. And please drop us a text or leave us a voicemail at 312-834-4634. Thanks for making Lockdown Cubs your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Lockdown Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom on Lockdown Fantasy Baseball as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. He's Sam Olber. I'm Matt Cozy. This is Locked on Cubs.